Alert. Alert. Major alert. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Another episode. Preston Sports Report. It's a new semester. So, this is today, February 16th? 16th. 16th. Got a new episode. Um, it's a Friday. Feels like the uh, the days are starting to blend together and we start doing episodes. Uh, never really have like a typical intro. We have, <clears throat> you know, music, but the monitor was not cooperating with us today. So, we had Cole improvise. Uh, but yes, we're back. First episode of this semester, like we mentioned. The Super Bowl was this past Sunday. But before we get into that, I'm going to give a quick spot for our ads slash sponsors. This podcast is produced by Student Media. Student Media is a student organization at the University of Evansville. Student Media produces the Crescent Magazine, published online and in print three times a semester. Student Media produces several podcasts and utilizes design, photography, video, and sound towards experiential and academic learning in journalistic endeavors and engaging storytelling. Student Media elevates the voice of the student body and connects the campus and community to important information and points of view. To learn more, visit crescent.evansville.edu. What? You're pointing at me. Yeah, because I thought that you were going to go. But, oh, yeah. Okay, well, I guess I'll take the lead. And yeah, you, uh, you're the host. You, I was expecting you to start. Well, I figured that I would give you Stockton a chance. Stockton, I'm alone type. Figured I'd give you a chance to maybe run point or something, but I guess you don't want to. No. All right, well, Super Bowl was this past Sunday. Um, coming into the game, I wouldn't say I had uh, a ton to say, like as the hype was ramping up for it during the week, um, just because I felt like preseason that was kind of everybody's pick yep. and then there was no shock and everyone's just kind of like oh shit Niners Niners Chiefs I guess and uh, that's exactly what we got uh second game or second Super Bowl ever to go to overtime but like looking back on it I feel like there was really like nothing that exciting or nothing that uh really like tickled my fancy I felt nothing. like it was just like a like a closed game and that was it. that was it yeah there's nothing surprising like I think coming in like like coming into the season like you said Everyone expected these two teams to be the two teams in the Super Bowl, and everyone kind of expected the Chiefs to come out because it's Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs with Kelsey and Andy Reid, and that's exactly what happened. But like you said, this game kind of just happened, nothing surprising. One thing that didn't surprise me, like didn't surprise me, I mean, is that Kyle Shanahan blew another game in the playoffs. He was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, 28-3, to and decided not to run the ball in the second half. And they threw a lot, which allowed the clock to stop and the Patriots to come back. Same thing, the exact same thing with the Niners a couple years ago, or three or four years ago, when they played the Chiefs. And the Chiefs had a 10-point comeback in the fourth quarter alone. And now this Super Bowl, where in the second half, they had a lead. And they decided to run the ball with the best running back in the game seven times in the second half. Not the best running back in the game. Who are you going to say, Brees Hall? I was going to say, according to Brees Hall, it's Brees Hall. Yeah, okay. But anyways, they decided with Chris McCaffrey, they decided to run the ball seven times. They had nine total runs or carries in the second half, one of them being a Brock Purdy scramble, one being a Kyle Hughes-Check run, which is two Kyle Hughes-Check runs, and then six or seven McCaffrey run or carries like when you have that good of an O-line that good of a run like rush attack why the hell are you still throwing the ball when you have a lead 
especially knowing you're going against Patrick Mahomes. It wasn't and like they really had a huge lead. They I mean, didn't, but like by a score and then you're up four a, points. You're up a score, but still, like you're not trying to like you don't want to like just let the clock not run out. You don't want to keep stopping the clock with in, like incomplete passes, which. I don't think – I mean, Purdy still had 15 incomplete passes. But, like, in the third quarter, you're not really thinking, oh, third quarter, let me run the clock out. And by the time that the Chiefs took the lead, it was towards the end of the third quarter. Uh, the Niners' drive where they took the lead uh, back was in the – it was halfway. Like, it ran from the third quarter to the fourth quarter. Like, mm-hmm. in the middle of the drive, the quarter yeah. ended. Mm-hmm. So then, like, you can't really burn clock when you're losing. You cut, you need to score. Yeah. And they did that. And then every single time that that happened, the Chiefs would match them. So it's like they never had a lead to try to protect. It's like they would either be tied or down. So it's you're not thinking burn clock. You're thinking, I need the lead. Yeah, well, I mean, you're right. But also in that final play, it didn't. I mean, in that final drive, they had McCaffrey run. I uh, let me think. I think three, four times, maybe five. Their their last drive of all uh, their their last drive in the regulation. Yeah, their last drive. Oh no, that's in. Oh snap! Sorry, I was looking at OT. In OT, they had McCaffrey run six times because they thought like. We'll just burn all the clock and win it with a field goal, which also, how do you not know the rules to OT? I feel like quite everyone knew except for the 49ers. Because even the Chiefs were talking about like, oh, we've game planned. Like, if this happens, we'll do this. If this happens, we'll do this. The Niners were just like, oh, we'll score and end it right away. Like, no. And Kyle Shanahan knew the rules, and all the players were like, oh, I didn't know that these are the rules. I feel like that's not really even on Shanahan. Like, yeah, he's the head coach, yeah. but, like, also, you're an NFL player. You should know the rules of football, I would imagine. And, like, yes, I know it's a new rule, but, like, it was everywhere, advertised all over the place. You watched the yes. game that happened to the Bills Chiefs a couple years ago that made this get put in, mm-hmm. and I, I'm i not sure. I mean, obviously, this was your first playoff game going into overtime, but – some teams were going over it in, in preseason, but it's like, how do you how do you not know the rules? This wasn't like something they just snuck in. That's like some obscure rule. This was talked about continuously for a while, and then you want to. I feel like it's almost like they played the card where it's like, oh well, we didn't know the rule. We didn't know the rule. We wanted to play dumb. Yeah, but also in this game, technically, the new rules didn't come into effect because the old rules was like where the first team gets the ball. If they score a field goal, the other team gets a chance to match. If the first team scores a touchdown, game's over. In this situation, they the Niners only scored a field goal in the first drive. So no matter what rules you're using in OT, the Chiefs still had a chance. Still got like a chance with the ball. I like the Niners just have an excuse to get out of it, I think. Just be like, oh we didn't know the rules, so that's why we lost. And then they were they were using rule like uh excuses that like their practice field wasn't the same and it was really bad. And they get their fire alarm pulled and their the fire alarm got pulled like Thursday like I think Thursday night going into Friday yeah, like, morning, like two full days before the game is and like, oh yeah, we're losing sleep, like you're a professional athlete. I'm not gonna assume that they're waking up that early, but I feel I have a good I would take a good guess that most athletes are waking up seven in the morning and not six or six thirty in the morning. Like it got pulled at six in the morning. I feel like most of them were probably up. I'm not going to assume that and say they were, but like I have a good feeling that they were because they're professional athletes. They're on like a strict schedule, especially leading up to the Super Bowl. That I don't think they lost that much sleep. They're just using these as excuses because the Niners suck. Yeah, I mean, fuck the Niners. <laughs> 
I don't know. Coming into that game, I felt like I was just like sort of okay with whoever won. I had no no, no preference. Um, I mean, people wanted to see the the Chiefs knock at a dynasty. I've got some family members that are Chiefs fans, so I was like, okay, cool. You know, it would be cool to see someone that I uh, know and close with get their team to win a championship. A lot of people at home are Chiefs fans as well, so I was kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. And then if the Niners won, then it was you know a little bit of clarity where there are parity or whatever the word is, where it's uh, everybody. It's kind of winning rather than just the same team over and over and over. But I will say, though, um, pretty bullshit if you ask me. But Cole Hardman catches the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. What the hell is this? The Jets should have been there. If someone would have told me at the beginning of the year, Cole Hardman is going to catch the game-winning touchdown in overtime of the Super Bowl, I probably would have cried. Or I probably would have like shit. I don't know. I would have been very surprised. I would have been like, holy shit, the Jets actually do it this year. But no, we get one Miko Hardman, one touch in like five, six weeks we have him. And then the Chiefs are like, yeah, you know what, Jets? How about you eat my shorts and we're going to take your former player and let him catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl to win it, <laughs> which is kind of like a like a kick in the nuts. But we're going to be back. We're going to be better than ever. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be coming back. We're going to be having some some new uh, offensive linemen, hopefully, uh, because of the draft and lackluster free agent class. But to be fair, lackluster would probably start on our line. Going off the NFL, I mean, season's over. Awards have been handed out. Lamar's MVP. That's bullshit. If you look at – I understand it's not supposed to be like a quarterback award, but I won't lie – no one like McCaffrey had a good year. He had a lot of touchdowns, but like, I don't think what he did was MVP caliber. I don't think what Tyreek Hill did was MVP caliber. Like he didn't. If Tyreek Hill would have had two thousand yards, was oh, the yes. MVP caliber? Yes, but like nineteen hundred yards. I mean, we've seen. He didn't even have eighteen hundred yards. He didn't. Oh, he had seventeen hundred ninety-seven. That's what it was. Ninety-nine. Seventeen ninety-nine. Seventeen ninety-nine. Okay. He had seventeen ninety-nine. We have seen. A few players go past that mark and not get MVP So with more receptions. So, like, I'm not going to sit here and say he deserved MVP. And McCaffrey had, like, McCaffrey had a great year. I'm not going to deny that. He definitely deserved Offensive Player of the Year. But, like, I don't think his numbers were MVP worthy. So, like, I I think it should have been a quarterback. I think the only reason McCaffrey's numbers uh, look MVP worthy is just because it was a lackluster year from the quarterbacks. Yes. And they gave the wrong quarterback the MVP. I don't think that – I don't think Lamar should have been top two. I think it should have been Josh Allen or it should have been Dak Prescott. And when I, you look at their stats, Dak leads in literally every passing stat, and then Lamar – Except yards. He doesn't lead in yards. No, well, out, of, out of those I'm, three. I'm sorry, out of Dak and Lamar. Oh. Right now. Yeah. Lamar had more rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Cool. Every other stat is Dak. Literally every other stat. Except actually turnovers, sorry, turnovers. Lamar had like seven turnovers, Dak had nine. That but, is correct. And you look at it, one had an historical defense, which is Lamar, and Dak did not. Lamar's defense was actually in, like, literally was a historical defense with, th- the, with the way they played this year. I think, though, that 
it kind of comes down because everyone's lackluster. Like, yeah, Dak might have had more passing yards and passing touchdowns, but he threw for 36 touchdowns, was le- which led the league. That was the yeah. first time in however many years that yeah. no one threw for 40. That's true. He threw for 4,500 yards, which is third in the league. And like that's on a on a normal year, that's not that many passing yards. Yeah, like normally that's probably are, like maybe top five. Yeah, normally maybe. people are throwing like over 480 or, or four, yeah, 4,800, maybe, you know, in the 5,000s. And it's just like, Whenever you have someone that puts up lackluster numbers, like, yeah, it's going to look good in comparison because he had, like, the best of a bad season. That's true. But I think whenever you have Lamar that's throwing for 3,700 yards, 24 touchdowns, rushing for another 800 and, you know, five or six touchdowns, like, you get you have that dual threat. You have someone that kind of catches up with Dak. But then I know that this year, because it's so so low in the quarterback play, I feel like it almost has to go to the best team and their quarterback. That's kind of what it ends up being anyway, but because it's so lackluster, like now say Dak throws for, you know, like 4,800 yards and 44 touchdowns. We're probably having a completely different conversation because it's like, okay, Dak threw considerably more touchdowns and it was like an, a normal year for a, a quarterback and he led the league in yards and touchdowns. Like, I, I think that then you have that different conversation. Fair. Fair. I just it was kind of a homer pick. I just wanted to see Dak win, knowing that he probably did have the best quarterback season. But like, I guess since it was kind of a bad year for quarterbacks, they gave it to just the quarterback on the best team, which I feel like is kind of to be expected. I know that I you guess. were kind of angry about it uh, coming into the announcement of the awards, but I, I feel like everyone kind of just expected that it was going to go to Brock Purdy. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Lamar Jackson. And it's exactly what happened. But let's talk about uh, Sauce Gardner, two-time All-Pro, and he's only been in the league for two years. That's uh, pretty good, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong, Cole. But he's a DPI merchant. Nah, shut your filthy mouth. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's the only player, the only cornerback, to ever be named to an All-Pro team his first two le- seasons in the uh, league. Uh, I don't think you're wrong. It's because I'm not. I'm not wrong. Lamar Jackson is, I'm sorry, Sauce Gardner is on the path to Canton. Absolutely. And he is the best cornerback in the league for a reason. He is not the best cornerback. I would like to see you name me one better. Patrick, you can't even think of one. Devon Witherspoon. Oh, yeah. Devon Witherspoon. Yeah. My ass. Patrick Sertan, he can't even hold Sauce's jock strap. Sauce right a diss track about him. Do you see that uh that clip of Sauce whenever he was in high school? He made a song. Really? Yeah. It's like the the someone leaked his SoundCloud and it's like him hopping on a track. That's great. What do you it was just like a diss track, you said? No, but I'm saying Sauce oh. is a rapper, so he'll make one on Pat Sertan because oh. Pat Sertan sucks balls compared to Sauce. Um, okay. Actually, this season alone, I would say Jalen Ramsey, actually. I know we missed some time, but I would nope. say purely this year, Jalen Ramsey was Sauce the best Gardner. No. Well, Sauce Gardner had a pick in the flag football game. Oh. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he had one in the Pro Bowl. And if that's the best of the best in the league and Sauce Gardner's getting a pick, say he's got to be the best. No. Yeah. That's not the best of the best. He, yeah, who, it is. Who'd he pick off? Baker Mayfield? He shouldn't have Geno been. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Exactly. Geno Smith. Best quarterback in the league. I don't even know if Geno Smith's the best quarterback on his own team. Uh, who's better? Horsecock lock. Yeah. Drew Locke can. He might be able to throw a football over those mountains, but I tell you what, you could give him a whole ass ocean. He has no idea where it's going to land in it. <laughs> 
you get this guy on a football field and they could be like, you could put 13 receivers out there to two DBs. He's probably throwing it at the DB. Realistically, though, now I said that about Geno and Drew Locke, do you think that Seahawks draft a quarterback this draft? No. You don't think so? No. Who do you think they, what do you, what position do you think? I don't know if you know much about the Seahawks or if you looked into it at all, but who do you, what do you think they'll focus on? This is where I wish Austin was still here. You know, I wish Austin and Evan were both still here yes, because be oh, also forgot to mention that Evan graduated. Uh, mm-hmm. So today is Cole and I, and That's it. possibly just the two of us for the foreseeable future. We might add a uh, few extra faces, yep. but uh, Austin, big Seahawks fan. I've had a few talks with him. Really? Um, yeah, he, I think they've got to go somewhere on offense. So I've had a few talks with Austin. Really? He said that their defense is going to be right back to the Legion of boom. Uh, they hired my, uh, Mike McDonald, right? That sounds correct. So they're, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, Ravens, Ravens yeah, 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 yeah. So they're building back their defense. They've already got some pretty good assets out there. I mean, they got Reek Wollen. They got uh, actually, I heard that Jamal Adams. Jamal former Adams Jet, sucks. Former Jet, so he's good. This I actually heard this year that their that Tariq Wollen was not that good. He got benched multiple times. Yeah, he wasn't that good this year. But yes. Devon Witherspoon is really good. And Devon I mean, I feel like really I feel like you get a but, defensive coach, you get someone that puts them back into what they were in. Where like the, the team sort of took a step back. Like maybe in, that's like indicative of what happened to, to Tariq Wollen. He said they have to focus on offense. Well, he said that their defense is going to be a whole lot better. So I feel like offense is one that they would kind of focus on. I think that they need to focus defense because their safeties are kind of just like Quandre Diggs is still solid, but he's kind of just not progressing. He's still just like, he's a good player, but not progressing. Jamal Adams is just terrible. Tariq Woolen had an awful year, which you don't want to see like, like that's not good for a guy coming off his rookie year. You want to see him build off of what he did. Their linebackers, Bobby Wagner, he's old and he's still okay, but like, He's not really that good anymore. He's losing a step on defense. He's late to reads in pass coverage. Jordan Brooks has always been just like a good run stopper and tackler. He's never been like the greatest in coverage either. And I'm pretty sure their D-line is kind of just eh. Like a like maybe top 20 D-line in the league. Like besides like you got Devon Witherspoon and hopefully Reek Wooling can come back to what he was. But besides that, I don't really think their defense is that good. And you don't need receivers, obviously. Their O line, they in the last two drafts, I'm pretty sure they've picked up three very good O linemen. I was looking they at their good o- running back. Looking at their O line, uh, I well, I was trying to pull it up, but they then I was a, like, ah, screw it. I'm just gonna look at a mock draft to see what people have them projected to take. They have a good running back in Kenneth Walker, and then they have one of the best receiving cores in DK Tyler and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And Jackson Smith and Jigba, I feel like Tyler Lockett's kind of on his way out though. Like, don't you? He's only like thirty. Well, I mean, he's aging. Like, you yeah. think maybe you draft but one and then trade him and trade him during the draft. Maybe you need a tight end. But from what you've seen, is that they don't they consistent they they'll have like an elite like duo. Like they had Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin went out. They got DK and then they had DK and Tyler these last few years. They've always had a very good duo. And honestly, them drafting a third receiver will kind of just take away from the potential that. Jackson Smith and Jigba has because he could be a very elite like top 10 receiver but we didn't see that at all because they saw two veterans on the team that they're targeting more I think they need to go defense very bad I don't know what pick they have I would assume like 15 or 16 according to uh, CBS Sports they had them uh, trade to get the 20th pick mm-hmm. and they took uh, Jerzon Newton the from, D-tackle from Illinois yes exactly 
I think they need defense. They need defense. I don't think they need offense. I don't think they need offense really at all. Let's take a look at what ESPN's got them doing. And um, maybe in their second, with their second round pick, maybe they get like this. Uh, ESPN has them at sixteen. I mentioned tight end Brock Bowers is where ESPN's got uh, him landing sixteen to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, but if you look at some of the other guys, like I'm scrolling through, um, I think they didn't even. There's uh, it's it's a lot of corners and offensive tackles behind them. So um, uh, the first linebacker that comes up after Jeremiah pick, Trotter, Edgerin Cooper from Texas A&M, really? um, Darius Robinson and Edge from Missouri. According to ESPN, a lot of the uh, the defensive line prospects. Either they would be reaching if they uh, took some of these other guys or uh, that fell out of the first round in this mock draft or these people are gone already by the time uh, it gets to their spot at 16. Now, clearly, they could obviously trade up or down so that way it's not a reach or they could trade up and get someone that they might not have otherwise gotten. Um <clears throat> Uh, they traded for Leonard Williams this past uh, trade deadline. Uh, they could bring him back if they wanted. So that's another uh, potential player that you've got on on the team. But I, I, it's uh, he's been kind of just all right these last few years. So I mean, it's like an, it's like an okay pickup and uh, like an okay like you lose him, it's whatever. You get him back, it's kind of whatever. He's he's not like a game changer. He's not like an elite like game plan player like he, he used to be. Uh, NFL.com has the Seattle Seahawks taking Troy Fatanu, uh, an offensive tackle from Washington. Who? What? Sorry. Um, it has the Seahawks taking Troy Fatanu, the offensive tackle from Washington, at the 16th pick. So, so far we've seen three mock drafts. and uh, They're all different results. Yeah, all different results. So I think they've obviously got if, a they, lot of different options. 16 is kind of one of those spots where, like, some guy might fall, so you never know who you're going to get. You could yeah. reach. There could be someone that's projected right around there. So I feel like 16 is one of those where, like, yeah. you just it, it's really hard to predict. Mm-hmm. Especially in this draft because, like, I think everyone knows, like, the top six guys will just be, like, Daniels, May, Williams, Marvin Harrison, probably uh, Olu, Fashion Now, Fashion Shanu, Fashanu, yeah. I, I, then, I like, think that's how you say it. I don't know. And then like, I don't even like Malik Neighbors. Like those. Like I feel like everyone knows. Like those are the top six or seven guys. But, like after that, it's kind of like just a. I don't know. You still got like shootout. Dallas Turner and like Jared Verse. Like you've got other edge rushers that could I be up. There. I don't think they'll go top six though. Did you say Joe Alt. No, he won't go top six. He'll fall. I don't know. I've seen uh, the NFL.com one has Joe Alt going five to the Chargers. That's crazy. If you're the Chargers, you have to take a receiver because you've got to get like Quentin Johnson. The, uh, the ESPN Quentin. one also has Joe Alt going to the to the Chargers. That's ridiculous because Quentin Johnson flat out just fucking sucks. Like there's like no way around it. He's like actually just a terrible receiver. I don't know. I mean, no, he's just bad. Like, he, well, no, you he's can, just you bad. You could try to coach him, coach him up. Like, you don't want to just give up on him after a year. Like, yeah, he didn't yeah, look good at all. I know, but, but I'm just saying he's just bad. And then Keenan Allen's like 33. And then the CBS one I looked at has Joe Alt as well going to the Chargers. Like, every That's single ridiculous. one of these. That is ridiculous. They should not be taking – they don't – their O-line's solid. But they need another tackle. They need to shore it up. They need to shore up that they have receivers that can catch the ball in late game situations. Because Keenan Allen's only getting older. Yeah, he had a well, great Keenan year. Keenan Allen's legit. Mike dude. Allen's no hate. And yeah, he is. Mike Williams is injury prone. You got to get rid of. You got to get rid of honestly Keenan Allen and Mike Williams soon. Because get rid of Keenan Allen. Taking up so much money, you have to get rid of. Restructure one of the deal. 
They don't have the money to push the money back. What do you mean? They act like they're not going to pay him. Like Keenan Allen's going to show up they on Saturday. Have, they will have be to like, pay. oh, you know what? Sorry, Keenan, we don't have your your paycheck. Maybe if you do some dishes, well, we'll cut you some deal. No, they will like seriously. They will have to get rid of either Mike Williams or Keenan Allen within like the next two years. And I think this is the draft to get a receiver, especially with Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunsey, Marvin. If he well, Marv's not going to go that far. You don't know that to five. He could. That'd be pretty, pretty darn crazy. It depends, but there's a chance that he does. Like they got this is a good receiver class that I think they try to get that now. And honestly, let Mike Williams walk. He's not very good anymore. What if you? What if you trade down a couple? Uh, what if you go from like five and? What if you trade to like nine, eight, nine, ten, and then maybe you pick up like a another pick early second round, and then you go uh, with an offensive tackle, and then maybe like an early second round. Uh, Offensive or off a wide receiver, yeah, like Adonai Mitchell, uh, Xavier Worthy. Yeah, I've seen both of them. Uh, fall. Xavier Leggett from South Carolina. I know you're not a big Texas fan, but I will sit here and say they've Brian Thomas from LSU. I think he'll go to the Chiefs. The Chiefs need a receiver because they also have the same problem as the Chargers that they don't have a guy they can go to. Well, I mean, the Chargers have it, but like they don't have another one, so like. The Chiefs will probably take a receiver, and at that time, I think Brian Thomas will be the best one that they can get. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like we said, or like I said earlier, 16 is just one that's hard to predict. You have a lot of ways you can go because, like, earlier up, there's just, like, normally home run prospects or super oh. highly graded ones that you – it's just kind of like you had to take them. Mm-hmm. And then once you get uh, more towards the 20s, it's like these are teams that are contending and, you know, have, like, one glaring hole or, like, one yep. person that left – uh, in free agency that you know that you have to pick up like normally 16 you've got you know two to three spots you could maybe use work on like maybe there's one glaring but then like you also don't know where the prospects are going to be because like you might reach for someone like and and someone might fall so I feel like there's you know 20 different ways they could go you mentioned that those later teams are like contenders with one glaring hole the Cowboys we got four four I would say so we don't have a running back which you're not going to take first round we don't have a good I mean, you got Pollard I feel like you just need like that second I think Pollard can still be what he was two no, years ago. No, he can't. Lat, not uh, not two years last year when, but like, but so yeah, you get, you get someone that's, that's just like Zeke. You just need like a thick dude that's can break down the defensive line. Mm-hmm. It's not like you, but still, that's a hole that crazy. you got to fill. Exactly though, that's you a good. You fill them with like a fifth round pick, sixth round pick. Nah, you still have to be good. Like Zeke was still good. Zeke still got like nine hundred yards that year, which isn't crazy, but yeah. Like, but the Cowboys got a good old line, so I mean, like you don't need someone. We that's won't on- soon. Tyron Smith is retiring soon. Zach Martin's already thirty one. He might be on his way out. He, Sometimes. You cross that bridge when Karen you come. still fucking sucks. But you cross that bridge when you come to it. You get the, the running back saying. Because there's a lot of dudes. Like, Braylon Allen's gonna like, he's like 19 or 20. You could draft him in the fourth, fifth round. I've seen whatever. him going early second round, actually. No, I, well, I have no idea where I, he's going to go. I feel like I see the Which, running backs being super volatile. It's kind of all over the place. Like, the Cowboys, besides, like, yeah, you can have one good receiver, but I think you need multiple or Patrick Mahomes to be, like, an elite, like, contender. We only have C.D. Lamb. We own like, that's on a, a wide receiver, too, is a glaring hole. Left tackle is a glaring hole because Tyron's Yeah, you got a lot of wide receivers in free agency this year, though. Like who? Uh, T. Higgins, uh, Mike Evans. We uh, don't have the money to sign them. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. But, like, we, you could get rid of, like, some of the dudes in big Get rid of Michael like, Gallup. Yeah, well, Gallup's probably on a pretty big contract. You'd get trade him. him. And then you, you could trade him to the Bengals. He can be their wide receiver, too. And then you got uh, – and then you could just do, you could do a swap. You could take T. Higgins right off totally. their hands. And then – but wide receiver, too, technically – Technically running back, some sort of O-line because we have guys getting old and one of them probably retiring soon. 
and then Terrence Steele, who's just terrible. Um, linebacker, like a legit, like actual linebacker. We could put Michael Parsons back to linebacker and then draft an edge, which we won't do, but I would like to actually see Micah become just like an actual linebacker because our linebackers are so terrible at like stopping the run. I think Micah could do that. And then D tackle, also terrible. And then potentially safety. We have plenty of glaring holes that we need to fix. That's like this ESPN draft has the Cowboys taking Edger and Cooper, the linebacker, Texas A&M. Perfect. Or I've also seen us taking Jeremiah Trotter from Clemson in a couple. Yeah. Either way, I just want another linebacker that can stop the run. And we also have Demarvin, uh, Demarvin Overshaw. Demarvin Overshaw. Yeah. From Texas, who's coming back from injury, which will also be nice because he can be another guy to. Uh, like I said, stop the run. And then if LVE can potentially come back and play, which prayers up to him. I don't know if he'll ever play football again. He's got a very bad neck issue. But, I mean, I would love to see him back on the field because Marquise Bell and whoever the hell else we had out there could not stop the run to save their lives. I think it was – I don't even know, honestly. Don't uh, even know. Wasn't, it, wasn't it a safety? Was it like KZ or something you moved No, out? that was Marquise Bell. Oh. Yeah, I don't even know who our other linebacker when, was. When was KZ on the count? Damone Clark. Was Casey was on the Cowboys like last year, two years ago? Two years ago. Oh damn! Oh. Right when we brought, I believe that was right when we brought over Dan Quinn. Maybe no, actually, you, no. Dan Quinn was only here there two years. Yeah, no, I said that was wrong. Dan Dan Quinn was there for a while. That's why we brought him over. But him and Dante Fowler. Yeah, with the uh, the Jets mock draft, I feel like you know everything I've been seeing at the ten spot is offensive tackle because you kind of have. Uh, the top wide receivers are gone. Um, typically, Harrison, Neighbors, and Adunze are all kind of projected to be to go by like seven, uh, maybe like eight, nine. So ten is kind of offensive tackle. But quite honestly, t- you could take a pick. You could throw dart anywhere in the offensive backfield, and wherever it lands, you could take that. You need some tight end help. Uh, they're probably going to let Uzama go. Conklin's the only tight end you got. They got Ruckert. Uh, he's a young dude. They probably let him give him a shot at wide at tight end too. So I, so I doubt that they uh, they do take a tight end. But uh, I mean, wide receiver. I, you can you obviously see that you need playmakers. We let Dalvin Cook go. So I mean, it's like Brees Hall is your your typical back. But I don't know what running back you use it to. We got any Izzy Abanacanda from last year, but he was didn't look that fantastic. So I mean, you could use a running back too. Definitely need some wide receivers. You could take Aaron Rodgers' predecessor. You could take any spot on the O line except really center. I was about uh, to say, like, if I was the Jets, I'm a thousand to taking just best offensive lineman. Yeah, which this, I, this best this, offensive player available. I mean, this draft is very loaded. That I mean, I think you guys could with Aaron Rodgers, you could get away with having um, Garrett Wilson for now, and then the other guys you have. But you need a line because that's the reason you had problems last year. Because that O line is the like that O line cost Aaron Rodgers season, and then that's why you like everyone kind of just looked ass on offense. I think if you have Aaron Rodgers, like we've seen it before, Aaron Rodgers was like an elite receiver, and then like kind of okay receivers after that is still an elite offense. He won MVP with Devontae Adams, and then Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb as his two and three, and both of those guys were out of their prime. So I mean, you have Garrett, uh, uh, yeah, Garrett Wilson, and then Alan Lazard, and then Randall Cobb. It's basically the exact same. It's literally the exact same offense, just replacing Devontae Adams with Garrett Wilson, and then you have Brees Hall, who's a very good pass catcher out of the backfield. But 
for that offense to be good, you're going to have to have, like, time in the pocket, which you don't have. I think you just have, like, best offensive linemen. I don't know. Alan Lazard was pretty butt cheeks last year. Randall Cobb's only getting older. Fucking uncle, or but Grandpa that, Cobb is already on his way out the league. I doubt he even plays next year. He might, they might not look – they might not have looked good last year, but with Aaron Rodgers, they look elite. <laughs> so like, I, Alan Lazard was never elite. Let's get that straight. I know. But yeah. – Alan, okay, yeah, sure. Alan Lazard could get five hundred five hundred yards, they but both like look very good with with Aaron Rodgers. Is what I'm saying. So like you can like like keep that like the pro- the problem was though it's like for now the man. routes that Lazard ran when he was with Green Bay he was getting open on a more consistent basis with the Jets it felt like he was constantly clamped up that could be that like our play calling uh, is different than what it was with the Packers I mean I know that uh, Hackett was the coordinator with. Uh, the Packers as well, whenever Rodgers was winning MVPs, but like he wasn't calling the play. That was LaFleur and McCarthy whenever Rodgers won those. So it's like play calling could be a little bit different. And every time that Lazard was blocking, which for whatever reason coming into this year, he'd always been really good, a really good blocking wide receiver. I thought that it was going to be a nice pickup, but he had so many damn holding calls last year. It was unbelievable. Like it was, it felt like he was one every single game. He's getting a holding call or some penalty for while he's blocking. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? If you're not catching any passes, at least block or do something. It felt like he was just a detriment all the way around. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I took a look at your, your guys roster or depth chart. I would say besides Garrett Wilson, your next best receiver, Probably Alan Lazard or Xavier Gibson if you want to give him a shot at receiver because I know he's just like your punt returner. Right now. Like, he's electric with the ball in his hands and, his, and the but, ball in space. Like, you have to get the but ball it's like, in it's hands the, Yeah, it's the same thing with Mikael Hartman where he was like he dynamic with the ball, but it's like it felt like we never schemed him open. Like it, yeah. I, I don't know how, know how good of a route runner Gibson is. I mean, we've kind of seen that like playing with the best of the best, Mikael Hartman's not an elite receiver. Yeah. Like if you can get him the ball, like yeah, he'll, he's kind of dynamic, but like he's not someone you can throw to 10 to 15 times a game. He's just not open. Like he's not going to have the hands for that. I mean, I don't we haven't really seen that with Gibson cuz he's was wide receiver 3 and 4 last year along with uh Zach Wilson at quarterback, which all love to Zach Wilson. I hope that he goes somewhere else and tears it up, but like the Jets did him wrong yeah. and I I he was not really the person that was getting the job done for us last year. I don't really know who was with that shitty play calling, shitty weapons and shitty offensive line. Mm-hmm. I think your guys best shot is Take best O-line with your first pick, which is like 11, I believe. And then for second round, you call up Steve Smith Sr. and ask him, what receiver do I pick here? Which realistically, at that time, could be Adonai Mitchell, or it could be Xavier Leggett, could be Xavier Worthy, could be one of those three that potentially fall there. It's, and those three are all gonna, pretty good. It's not going to be... Uh, it could be. like, Are you going to say Adonai Mitchell? It, no, it's not going to be any of those guys, because we got, we got the 10th pick. And then we don't draft again until the third round. Oh, you don't have a second round pick? Second round pick is what we traded for Aaron Rodgers. So, third round pick. Okay, so third round pick, you call up Steve Smith Sr. and ask him, who's the best receiver left? Which, by the way, some team actually needs to hire Steve Smith Sr. to become like a wide receiver scout. Because the last few times we've heard him give his thoughts on the draft class, he has been like... 100% 100% correct. Oh, dude, I'm looking at this right now. Uh, Roman Wilson is somebody that's projected. Roman Wilson fucking sucks. He's been projected. What he? I thought he had a pretty good uh, senior bowl. I he did. I just well. hate Roman Wilson. So, yeah, he had a good senior bowl. Like, he's kind of rising up on boards. Tez Walker. Uh, oh, that's, that's what's up. I heard, he had a pre- I pretty had, heard he had a pretty bad senior bowl. Don't matter. Senior bowl don't matter. Tez Walker's my boy. Uh, I mean, it matters a little bit. It's kind of where you're going against uh, going up against. Until we hear Steve Smith Sr. say Roman Wilson will be a bum in the NFL. 
well, those are some guys that I'm saying that are projected to get drafted around where we're picking. So it's like, those are some dudes. Oh, Xavier Leggett uh, is projected in this one that I'm looking at to go a couple picks after us. So we could take us. I mean, there's still some receivers available, just not the top not the tier top, talent. Yeah. But Des Walker could be a good pick. I, I just hate Roman Wilson with like a burning passion. So I'm just going to like, I would advise you not to take him just because I hate him. But really, any reasoning? He went to Michigan. He's talking, he's talking trash on Marv. Oh, for like wearing like a, a Bugatti or not a Bugatti, uh, wearing a Gucci uh, watch or something like that, or like a Louis Vuitton watch during a game. And I was like, oh, he came up here like looking in style and he's talking trash on Marv, even though Marv's going to potentially be the first pick and Roman Wilson might go in the third round. Like he's talking all this trash as if he's like even close to Marvin Harrison. Like I don't need, like he literally couldn't hold, hold Marv's jock strap. It's just like Calvin Johnson being trash talked by like. I don't need, like Marquise Brown. Being serious, I I mean, it'd be one thing if it's like someone on equal teams, but like you got Roman Wilson, his team just beat Ohio State two years in a row, and they just won the national championship. I feel like when you're the star receiver on a national championship winning team, and oh. you beat his other team, like yeah, you yourself are not as individually talented as Marvin Harrison Jr. But I feel like you got a little bit of a talk some smack. This isn't this isn't Megatron and Marquise Brown. I yeah, feel like this is like this is like Luka Doncic getting trash talked by Jalen Brunson. We're still like a pretty good player in his own right, but like his team just did a little bit better than the other better than the other guy's team. I guess I just hate Roman Wilson because like I'm kind of, since you know that I'm like kind of an Ohio State fan. Mainly like obviously I love UNC. Like I'm always gonna cheer for Ohio State because of Zeke. So like yeah, just seeing like their rival shit talk them and like arguably the best player in college and you're like kind of a bum yourself like it kind of pissed me off but no seriously a team needs to hire steve smith senior oh i 100 as a agree wide receiver you. scout because these last few years that he or these last few times that he's like graded a, a, a wide receiver draft class he has hit the nail on the head like 100 percent accuracy like last year he's like Quentin Johnson, he's one of these guys where I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, I see him make one good play, and then the next two are not very good. And then one good play, and then two bad ones. And he's like, that's a guy I would probably advise you, like, stay away. Guess what? He was exactly right. Out of, like, the next eight receivers drafted after Quentin Johnson, they all had a better year by far than him. In 2017, he was at— And, and uh, Steve Smith said that he had Puka Nakua as the most underrated wide receiver in the draft class, and then we and saw Puka Nakua— become the best, the, like the, arguably the greatest, rookie the greatest rookie forever. receiver of all time. And then 2017, they asked him about that draft class. He said, "Juju looks like a solid receiver, which that's big, perfect. Juju's been besides his first two years, he's been kind of just like a solid player. So I, I'd say that's 100 percent accurate. And then when they asked him who's the best receiver in that draft class, you know who he said? Cooper Cup. You know what Cooper Cup did? Became the second receiver ever to have a triple crown. I mean, at this point, it's kind of like, why does he not have a job? Because like. He's just accurate on everything. He called out Jerry Judy. Like, he's been calling out Jerry Judy for being a mid-receiver. He's Jerry completely Ju- Jerry right. Jerry Judy got all pissed off and then went out and put up, like, two for 24 or something. Exactly. Like, game. Steve Smith, like, knows what he's talking Like, when Steve Smith talks about a receiver, you, you listen because he's not wrong ever when he talks about receivers. It Like, he needs to get a job sometime soon, buy a team to just scout wide receivers and just— 
who should I draft? I, I'm curious to like to know if maybe someone already offered him a job just and he was just to? like, nah, I'm a national treasure. I'm going to release this and everybody gets to see it. That way, that way he feels That's like you can see like the best receivers get jobs. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like maybe people start listening to him and then he's like, you know, what? I don't think this dude's that good. And then his stock kind of falls rather than just like one team gets a, a true grade on him because they hire. But like yeah. everybody now gets to see this insight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That is a good question. I saw this TikTok uh, the other day, and it was from this this professional Madden player. Okay. And he asked, should NFL teams start hiring Madden players to Bro. be offensive slash time management no. consultants? Time, time management Not offensive. You said offensive coordinators? No, not offensive coordinators. Offensive slash oh, time management consultants. I thought consultants. you said offensive coordinators or time management consultants. Sorry. I mean... I don't know. I'm as time management consultant. I I could kind of see it. Kind of. I, I mean, mean, I watch them. Pl- I, I watch a few of them play, and it's like they get down to these moments. Like they know exactly what to do. Like like what to do with the ball. Like how they can get a quick playoff for this many seconds. But it's also in a, it's also in a little. It's, it's, it's a little skewed because it's a game. So like, yeah, a shitty video game at that where yes. you know like okay I could run one of these three plays and this player supposed to is guaranteed to be open. Yeah. And if on the off chance that he's not, this person going to be guaranteed open. Like yeah, you could draw potentially similar plays or similar routes yeah. in like in actual football, but like. People can kind of, you know, do what a computer or a program is not going to be able to, and then they can adjust rather than being like just standing in one certain location. But also the the examples that this guy was asking the he so he it was a professional Madden player that uh, raised the question. He asked another professional Madden player that was like okay. top in the world or something, okay. and he was like, "So if you're in Dan Campbell's shoes and you're the Lions and you blew a lead to the to the Niners there, what would you have done in this situation?" He starts asking the most basic questions. I'm like, "Just brother, don't I'm like, go for it on fourth down eight times in a row that's, that's what i'm saying i'm like he's he's asking it's pretty simple yeah it wasn't like he was so doesn't take uh, a tell, tell me player. how you would have scripted the last drive for the lines he just asked him like so fourth down uh after like first first fourth down attempt for the lions what are you doing there the guy's fourth like, down the guy's like, like i'm yards. kicking the field goal I'm kicking the field goal and the next wow. time he's like, I'm kicking a field goal. And it's like, yeah, hindsight's 2020. But like, also, this is just fucking common sense. Yes. I feel like Dan Campbell, if he I, didn't have like the largest balls known to man, like every other team in the NFL is kicking at least one of those field goals. The only damn person that was not going to kick was Dan Campbell was Dan Campbell. And like, I'm sure if you had a Madden player, some little kid, some little nerd glasses and a headset, like, hey, how much I think we should probably just kick the field goal here. Dan Campbell would have bit his kneecap off. Like, let's be real. <laughs> He would have been like, shut up, nerd. And then he would have yeah. hung him from a flagpole by his underwear. Yeah. But I understand. With that, though, I do agree with Dan Campbell. Like, going for a fourth down, like, the first one, like, fine. But, like, after that, and in the NFC Championship, and it's a close game now because, t- like, play calling's been kind of eh. Like, you yeah, had been consistent on offense. You got to start kicking the field goals. I don't know why you keep like, oh yeah, fourth down, go for it. Fourth down, go for it. I- fourth down and 13 from the 30 yard line, go for it. No. Kick the field goal. Like, I mean, like, seriously, that like, still pisses me off. I feel like the first one was the most obvious to kick. Like, the Niners had just – I would understand They, they got to stop. I, th- I think the Lions got to stop, and it was – they're up 14. You kick the field goal. Stop that, their momentum. That would make sense. Yeah, you stop their momentum, but then it gets you an extra, uh, an extra possession lead. Yeah. 
Like if you go for it and don't get it, it's like, oh yeah, I'm still up two field goal or I'm still up two touchdowns. But it's like now if you go out, because like the Niners are thinking like, oh, we score one touchdown. We're right back into this thing. You kick a field goal. And now they're like, shit, we need a touchdown. And then we still need two more and, scores. And still stop. Where it's like, again. Yeah. yeah, you you still think like, oh, we're still up two touchdowns. But like that extra three points, that makes it an extra possession ball game that you get to hold on to the ball like you can run this clock off like anytime you can take a possession lead you Mm -hmm. take it and this kid said that in his little madden thing but it's like that's that's a a common sense thing this isn't like a like a madden or professional football guys now my take i i might have said that first one you go for i meant just like you go for one some you said it's like after you didn't get the first one you got to go from at some point and i said i think the first is the most obvious yeah so i'm saying like if you go for on fourth down like one time and you don't get it like after that you just don't risk it again you just take the points and i think i might have mentioned like you go for it on the first time like the first time and if you don't get it then after every time after you go for it i just meant like any time if you like you you're, so you're kicking the field goals on fourth down if you decide to go for it on fourth one time and don't get it you just have to go back to the field goals instead of still going for it like he was because yeah. it wasn't like five times that he went for it on fourth down uh so i i just looked at it um it was they so the Niners start off with a field goal to start the second half, mm-hmm. and that they were down seventeen going into half. They scored this field goal to make it a fourteen point game. Mm-hmm. So that one's definitely one where you kick the field goal because yeah, the Niners just scored. Right, it's like exactly. you you kill their momentum and it moves it right on back. So the Niners exactly. are like shit, we just got matched. But the Niners or the the uh, Lions went for it on downs and or went for it on fourth down, didn't get it, gave a touchdown, and then fumbled on one play. The Jameer Gibbs fumble ah. went down, gave a touchdown to tie it up, and then they punted after three yards or three plays, and then the. Um, the line or Niners kicked the field goal, took the lead, and then they went for it on third down again, where a field goal would have tied it. You mean fourth down? Yes, I'm sorry. On fourth down, they went for it again, didn't get it. A field goal would have tied it. Yep. Then they give up a touchdown. They're down ten, yep. and then for whatever reason, with it was like third and inches or something, uh, or third and one from the goal line, and with 50 seconds left, and they ran the ball, like you, you're getting a, a field goal regardless, and you're down ten. So the field, you need the field goal. Unless you're going to get two touchdowns, presumably. But, like, at this point, I feel now it's like, shit, just to get back in the game. Like, you're going to play it so you know for sure you're back in the game. And they ran. It's like you run a quick play, and then you kick the field goal. But instead, they ran the ball, got stopped, had to burn a timeout with, like, 50 seconds left. And now it essentially puts the game away where it's like if you save these timeouts, that – because if you only have one timeout, someone with 50 seconds left, you're not getting that stop. You have two. You know, maybe someone's got to run extra play. Maybe they have to, you know, they don't get it and they end up having to punt. But then it just, it just fucked them. Yeah. I, I'm i not going to lie. I thought it was like four times that they went on for fourth time. I didn't. I was only two. Well, I, I didn't because they, they went we three plays and got one yard in the in the one and then they went up for a fumble. And even on one of these touchdowns that they gave up, they should have had an interception. It hit off the defensive back's face mask. Yeah. It hit off the quarterback's face Which, mask right to Debo Samuel. I'm pretty sure that was no the Brandon Ayuk, but I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a DPI anyways. Oh. So I mean either way they got it there, but like I'm pretty sure Ayuk caught it and it was a touchdown. I thought he got tackled like the two or something. Okay, could be but that. even if, even that if it's helps. DPI, like if you pick that off, that moves him up 15 yards or whatever it is, rather than is fucking it? put him on the two yard line. DPI is point of like spot of foul. So it's sort of been like the four. I'm trying to think, was it, was it DPI? I, I thought there's a flag on the play, and it kind of looked like I was it. thinking college rules there for a second. From, as well, I was like, what, from the clip I saw, it, look, it looked like there's a flag, and I think it might have been DPI. I just don't know. But it looked like there's contact on the play. Are you looking it up right now? Trying to find it. Okay. Because I, I, I know there was a flag. I just didn't know who it was on and what penalty it was. 
Mm, no, wasn't there, wasn't DP uh, unless it was like well, I, unless they didn't put it like in the play by play and ESPN all it says is Brock Purdy passed deep middle to IU for. 51 yards to Detroit four. Damn. So, I mean, maybe it was, and they declined it, so they didn't even mention it, but, like, yeah. on here, I don't, I don't yeah, think it was. Okay, then, yeah. How the fuck do you not catch that? Yeah, I hit you fucking straight in the face. That's actually how the Rams got to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's how the Rams got to the Super Bowl against the uh Yeah, because it was Tart that dropped it, right? Yeah, Joukowsky Tart in his hands. hit like Well, that one, he didn't give up a catch off that. He just dropped it. It would have just sealed it. it. Yeah, he dropped it. He didn't it. give up a touchdown off of it. I know. I mean, he, well, it, adver- he inadvertently gave up a touchdown yeah, off of it. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't a direct, like, fucking alley-oop. Tart dro- but Tart dropped that pick, and then I think they went to cut, like, the next two plays and got the first down and then, like, scored on that drive when Tart would have just fucking caught it and won. So, I mean, yeah. like, something about drop picks – in the NFC, uh, no. NFC Championship game, yeah. yeah. NFC Championship game. It's in, in games including the Niners. Damn. I'm looking at the uh, the UE baseball game right now. It's first day of uh, college baseball season. Uh, UE is now down 12-10, bottom of the eighth. Who are we playing? Oral Roberts. Who doesn't love Oral? True debt. Uh, but... Oral Roberts, I believe, is ranked number twenty sixth in the nation, so just oh, barely okay. missed out on the top twenty five. So they're they're a pretty, pretty good team. But I mean, so are we. So are we. We're projected to be pretty, pretty stinking good this year. Nice, nice. But uh, Cal McGinnis going off, got him in a couple classes. Doubt Cal's going to be listening to this, but like triple uh, watch or uh, cycle watch, really? And it's, yeah, I, I told you this before. I wasn't listening to you. Oh well, yeah, eat a dick. How about that, buddy? But. <laughs> Yeah, he, so first at bat he tripled, next at bat he hit single, and then he homered. So at, through three at bats, he was. He just needs a double. Yeah, he just needs a double. Now he's three for five. Nice. He's got nine the last two times. He sucks. But, I mean, I'd like Maybe. to see you That's hit a, joke. A, a triple and a home run and a single and one singular college game. Yeah, I couldn't do that. So <laughs> I thought. Speaking of college sports, we're winding down on March Madness. Got tomorrow is exactly one month since Selection Sunday. We planned that out, we by did the way. actually planned that out. Uh, that was pretty cool. We were messing around with the sound effects beforehand, and then I said, dude, MLG Airhorn, this is this would be awesome. And then Cole said, no, this isn't 2016. I think that'd be pretty stupid. But then we were talking about um, uh, Selection Sunday, and then I was just messing around and kept playing it, so then we decided we would, we would, we would use it. I think it went perfectly, actually, though. I think it went pretty well. We did use uh, the uh, the alarm one in the intro. Kind of we forgot did. about that. So this we is... Did. Second time. Second time we, we used a sound a effect in this episode. Uh, the first time, first episode we ever used one of these sound effects. Yep. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, we got March Madness in just over a month. Really looking forward to that. I personally ranked that number one in all sporting events. Right ahead of the opening weekend of NFL and then the Masters at three. The Masters? Are, yeah. Really? Uh, at three? Where do you think it should be? Two? One? I don't Lower? know. I, I mean, where would you rank the Masters? I, don't, I just wasn't what I was expecting. I mean, so the Super Bowl for no, me, for me, no. the Super Bowl's two. No, I'm. Oh, I. Oh, you said NFL opening weekend, not yeah. the Super Bowl. No, because okay. you got to think. I. That's what you're talking. I would okay. like the Super Bowl if my team could ever make it. Well, uh, yeah, they'd make it a lot cooler. It would I, exactly. Right, I don't so, care. So for me, I think I've got to go March Madness. March Madness is one. Exactly. Yeah, March Madness is March Madness. Exactly, and we're a month away from that. Can you fathom that in your brain? We're a month away from it. Yeah, I can fathom it. I've too bad I've, your team won't be in it. I've lived year. through twenty one of these things. Too bad your team won't be in it this year, though. Uh, define my team because <laughs> West Virginia. 
Well, Evansville might make it this year. Oh, so then I would claim them as my team. The only way is if we win our conference tournament and we can't win we can't beat anyone in our conference, I swear. Evansville? Well, like the top team. What are you talking about? Like the top team. We just beat Bradley the other day. And we would have beat no, Drake. No, the top two. You have to beat. We'll have to beat Indiana State. Well, we, we would have beat Drake if we would have, you know, not given up a damn buzzer beater. Freaking number 10, 24 points in the second half. You didn't miss. Exactly. You, you got to think. You got to exactly. You got to think. You got the number two team in the conference. They're just a, they're a really damn good team, though. And yeah. Drake went absolutely ballistic. In the second half, we weren't giving them easy buckets. We were making them take tough shots. And, like, we were contesting them. And they still made everything. Yeah. They went absolutely ballistic. And we still. And we lost in a buzzer eater. But you got to think, if someone doesn't consistently hit just tough shot after tough shot after if, tough shot. Um, but to be fair, if Tanner Cuff doesn't make a double team like 30 foot three and then Ben Hummer Cross being like a 35 foot three with, like in someone's face, we lose that game too. Okay, but like you don't get in that situation where you need two tough threes if they're not making every single consistent tough yeah. shot. Like we needed two we, tough, we, we, honestly we needed really two tough one. shots to get back into the game. Drake hit like 20 tough shots. We, I feel like we played really damn well that game, which I think we played over the like we played better than what we usually do. I don't think I don't, we've been playing pretty then, damn good in conference play. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, we had a, a little bit of a struggle there. Yeah, well, like, like two months, like well, month. well, Ben Homerkhouse is out. Like, yeah. I, that's 100% uh, an asterisk. Gage Bob was getting minutes. Our, hey, Gage Bob's been kind of tearing it up. Like, in the yeah, I mean, statistically, I like, yeah, he had he a is, tough he, old three that, yeah, first, it, for real. Against and Drake. he even had the one where, like, it, it, I think it caught back iron, but he got a dude pump fake, got him in the that air, a little good. side set. That was that a good move. move. Yes, I'll tell you what, he's looking a lot better, a lot better. And, like, it's, statistically, it wasn't hard, but yeah, statistically, he's not really showing up in the box score, but like, he's hard nosed dude. Like, he plays some, some good, good defense, defense. yeah, yeah. yeah. takes some, uh, plays some good defense. I think he drew a charge, uh, against, against Bradley. So I, he's the problem is, good. is that like we're gonna have to go through Indiana State, who was which was was just we played we played Indiana State kind of close too at Indiana State without Hummer cows. Then there's a chance, but that's I what just, I'm saying. I just know that Indiana State is ranked, so it's like well they they were ranked they, they, yeah they and then lost immediately to lost to Illinois State which, at Indiana State. Like come on, battle. Illinois State sucks. So. You think Indiana State sucks? No, Illinois State. Oh, Illinois State. Yeah. Bro, Luke Kasuki starts for them, man. He's... I don't even know. I've never heard of that guy. He went to Chaminade. Really? Yeah, you don't remember him? He played in the holiday, or uh, the Highland Shootout the year that Modern Day played in it. Really? Yeah, he played for Chaminade. He was he was that. going to Kansas State, and then he went to Kansas State and sucked. And then transferred to Illinois State. And now he's at Illinois State and sucks. Yikes. That's tough. Yeah, it's a not great look, but... Mm. But yeah, UNC this year finally back will probably be a three seed because we were going to be a one seed. We were ranked three for like two weeks. I feel like no one in the top, like in the top four or five, can really hold down a spot this year, though. You could still no, easily get a one think, seed. No, I think Purdue and UConn are kind of locked. Oh, well, you can yeah. still get one. You got the other two. Like but everyone else keeps losing. The problem is that we're like, I'm pretty sure UNC now is like 19 and. I don't know the record off the top of my dome, but I will check it. Yeah, really I'll, I'll check it. Hold up. They yeah. are nineteen and six. They're number. They're number seventeen. We're nineteen in the and nation. six. We're like, seven in the nation, but we will. We will fall. Because you, you got to think. You got Virginia. Lost, wait, we just lost to Syracuse at, and we we're just so in our last four games, I believe we've lost two and won two. One was Duke. One was. I don't remember the other game. I don't remember uh, who you it was. You beat Miami and Duke and lost to Clemson and Syracuse. Yeah, which Clemson's actually a good team. I want to say that now. Clemson's supposed to be like a nine in the tournament. 
I genuinely think Clemson think, can make an elite th- eight run from the nine. I think Miami's a solid team too. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah they've yeah. not been as great this year, but like they still made the final four last year. Like yeah, they're Miami's, still a pretty yeah, good team. They brought back a lot of guys. The ACC is actually better than what a lot of people think because so, because like the Big Ten and Big Twelve have taken over like all the hype the last couple of years. But, like the ACC is actually like still right there. They're still an, not like crazy. Still crazy. an easy path for UNC to get a know. top to get like a top one or two seed though, because Virginia Tech they'll probably beat them. Then they've got ranked Virginia that they could beat. They've got Miami still who's at. At we, UNC. We still have another game against Duke. Yeah, still have another game at, against Duke. Cameron and you have the conference championship or conference tournament where, like you mentioned, there's multiple tournament teams. If you go out there and start beating all the teams you're supposed to, and then you get like some good wins against some of these conference teams, like you yeah. could move back up. And with, Kansas with is also 19 help. and 6, too. Kansas is going to fall, too. Like, I, like right now, re, like, I feel like Connecticut and Purdue are kind of just locked at ones. I think Houston could still, like, Houston's 21 and 3. I think they damn near might be just they might be a lock soon. If they win like their next few games, I think they're locked at one as well. Like but Marquette's yeah, whatever, Kansas Arizona's Arizona's whatever. I think the last one seed will be between Marquette, Arizona, Kansas and Yukon uh, and UNC. Maybe Duke. But that kind of just comes down to who wins between us and them in the second matchup and then also who does better in the conference tournament. Yeah. But I think there's like four I think the there's three ones he's kind of locked in. You know, completely honestly, you said earlier that West Virginia is not making the tournament. I think they could still shock the world. Like, I, I mean, they play good. They play good in their conference. I won't. Yeah, they, they, they played. They, play they, played a, they played a lot better. And honestly, that's even with Raekwon Battle struggling so far in mm-hmm. conference play. Like he started off playing really well in, in the two games he played outside of conference. Like he looked really, really well. He was hitting shots. He was getting open, getting to his spots. Uh, just some of those haven't really been falling, but. I'm it's what I've never really seen a team catch so many bad breaks from May until yeah. January. I've never seen it just like Without where, a, with where a, every single fork in the road. It's like instead of just driving over the fork, the car explodes. <laughs> I've never seen it. I it was it was kind of tough <laughs> the car to believe. Explodes. Uh, it was it was I, I, I'm at a loss for words because it's like Bob Huggins. Yeah. Bob Huggins says, on a a, says a slur, slur and then, and then he drives drunk and again <laughs> has to quit. And then we're like, okay guys, we're going to get a new coach here soon. Everybody please stay. Everyone's like, all right. And then we named the coach and then four or five guys are like, you know what? Never mind, I'm leaving. And then they left. And then after we have all of our guys, NCAA denies a, a waiver of eligibility. This guy has to end his career because they're like, oh no, never mind. You don't have eligibility. Your season, your career's just done. So we lose a guy early into training camp. And then one guy they suspend for stuff that Arizona did illegally. And it's like Arizona doesn't get punished. Why the hell is Kirk Creasy getting punished? And then they deny two guys eligibility. So then it's like we're playing with six, seven guys the first nine, ten games of the season. And then Kirk comes back. And then our guy lighting it up. Yeah, he's been playing well. Damn good. Yeah, I, exactly. Like he's a good playmaker, and he shoots it really well. So it's like he's he's going out there giving you a good like twelve and six every game, and I feel like six assists is a lot in college. I feel like no one ever really just gets assists like that. I don't know. I feel like it's just the numbers are so much lower. But and then as soon as our guys get uh, um, Farrakhan and Raekwon Battle get their their uh, waivers and they're able to play, then Jesse Edwards goes down, who's like all conference center, and he was our best player the first nine ten games of the year. It's like you're constantly playing down one guy down one or two people and then once you finally get them all back we haven't had a chance to build chemistry and we've got some good wins like we beat Texas well yeah we beat Texas we beat um 
Kansas. We beat some other like fringe teams. Like Cincinnati is on the bubble right now. We beat them. And like, yeah, we've had a couple bad losses. Like we just got absolutely annihilated at Texas. And then we lost, uh, got annihilated at Houston. But like, that's also with still with caveats. Like you got guys injured, like I mentioned, or you haven't really been able to, I mean, the Texas one wasn't really a caveat. That was just, we just got fucking smoked. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I think that there's seven games left. And you're kind of just now hitting it like because everyone like if you give the best record is 15 and 16. And, yeah. And you're and so your normal not. team like at the beginning of the year, five or six games. And it's like, OK, growing pains like they're still trying to figure it out. West Virginia is still in their first five or six games. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's only seven games left when they're in their first five or six. Yeah. But <laughs> I, they, but like you got to think when teams start hitting their stride, like their 13, 14th game, which is exactly what we're going to be at. When we go into the conference tournament like you start to figure things out like you got other teams that maybe stale might run out of momentum or might be like instead of having like a full season, like you get someone that gets hot at the right time with a lot of guys that are uh, explosive, kind of like what West Virginia has got. I think they could actually be kind of, kind of troublesome in the, in the tournament. Like I think coming to the conference championship, like that's the if one team got, that you don't want to get. If you guys win out, go 15 and 16, go to your conference championship and lose on like a buzzer beater to Houston. Are no, you, we don't get an at large. No, no, because that would be crazy. It, it would be really That'd cool. Be it would be around. it'd be cool to happen, but, but like, like 15, un- unfortunately, 15, 16, it, for, uh, yeah. the, I think the selection selection Sunday crew like realizes could, what you they mean. they could toss out the first eight nine games. They could realize like, oh okay, like yeah, they had some bad luck. Yeah, but it's hard to do when you have twenty two games in your belt. You can't toss out the first twenty two games. That's <laughs> a little bit more difficult to do. Uh, I mean, like unfortunately, yeah, like I said, twenty two games. And and we're just now like our our fifth game. Uh, yeah, but I, it's it's tough. Like at large bid was I think about a month and a half ago we would have had to almost win out to get an at large bid. Yeah, and since then we are we've been like five hundred since yeah. that point. So an at large bid is just not in the cards. Yeah, I mentioned earlier how UNC is going to be like a, a, I think we'll be a three seed. Like there's obviously still a road to be. A, there's definitely a road there to be two a good road there also to be a one seed still but i'm kind of scared because we were on a 10 game win streak i georgia tech has like they're kind of like that west virginia team how they're like i don't not like the bad injuries and all that but like an explosive team that can like beat good opponents because they've got some explosive players that's what happened kind of like tennessee a couple years ago when they went ballistic and like won the sec championship yeah. or they won they were they lost in the championship and then like played their way into an at-large bid yeah like just right on the bubble yeah, exactly like what georgia tech which i think their record I'll, I'll check their record real quick i'm pretty sure it's still kind of buns but they beat us they beat north carolina by like Two points on I, – we played bad. Armando Baycott, I don't know what the hell happened to him from the first game of the season until now, but he lost his just like – Georgia Tech's 10 and 15. Okay, yeah. So they're not they're they're not that good of a team, but they have good wins over us and Duke. So, like, they have the potential there to, like, beat these good teams. So I'm not, like, too mad about that loss. But they that beat game, Clemson too. Ex- okay, perfect. But When did they beat Duke? They, they didn't beat, beat Duke. Duke. Yeah, they did. Oh, they yeah, they did in December. Yeah, they beat Duke. Yeah, but no, they that game Penn Arma- State. Arma- UMass West Virginia lost to UMass. Sorry, keep cutting you off, but I yeah, keep seeing games that they're winning. Like they have really good wins, but like they also have like really good losses. Like there's this team that's like they're playing up to their opponent and will beat them, or they're playing down to their opponent and will lose to them. And it's just like they could be a good team if they could just learn to play at that same level. And they're like they have a bunch of explosive players. And that game, though, 
Armando Baycott, I don't know, like I said, I don't know what happened to him from the first game of the season until now, but he lost all aggressiveness, like like willingness to go out there, like grab the re- like grab rebounds, like put the ball back up. He's taking awful shots. He's grabbing like five rebounds a game, I swear. Like he just like he lost all motivation to want to play basketball and he's been playing awful. And then RJ Davis, I'm not going to blame him on the refs because we played bad that game. But RJ Davis did get fouled on that last play of the Georgia Tech game. We should have gotten free throws. He's a 95% free throw shooter. He would have hit both of those, tied the game, went to OT. I'm not too mad about that. I was okay with it. Go to uh, Next game was Duke. Go out there. We beat them. That's what's up. We, uh, we beat Duke because Duke sucks. And then our next game, if my thing would load and I could check their schedule, uh, the next game I believe we lost to... Clemson, which like I said, like I mentioned earlier, I was kind. Of, I'm kind of okay with losing to Clemson because Clemson's a good team. Actually, that was at home though. It was at home, but still, Clemson's actually a better team than you might think. Like the whole ACC is. I'm okay with that loss. And then we go out there, we beat Miami. Like you said, Miami's still a good, still a pretty solid team. They just went to the national championship last year and lost. Not national championship. They didn't. No. Oh, lost. that's right. They lost in the, the buzzer uh, beater. San Diego State. State, right? Yeah. That's right. They lost in the buzzer beater San Diego State. I thought they went to the championship. My bad. But then in that game. Or was that was was that FAU that lost to San Diego State or, is that, or was that Miami? I don't know. I, I could have sworn Miami went to the championship. I knew. No, Miami lost to UConn. It was Florida Atlantic that lost to mm. San Diego State. Florida, okay. But anyways. Like, we lost to Miami, who just was on that Final Four run. Like, they're still a solid team. And then we turn around and lose to Syracuse by seven. Like, I don't know what the hell's happening to us, but we went on a 10-game st- losing streak, and now we're two— winning streak. What did I say, losing? Mm-hmm. My bad. We were on a 10-game winning streak, and now in our last five games, we're two and three. I don't know what's happening, and I mean— One and, one and two in your last— You say five games? Yeah, in our last five I think you said last three. You're no. one and two. Yeah, in our last five or two, two and three. So it's like, I don't want to— like. I don't want to look too much into this because, like, we could just – like, our offense is kind of not there right now or whatever. RJ's been a little inconsistent shooting. And I would rather have it happen now than when we get into the tournament. I was say you'd rather happen, rather happen now. It's kind of last but, opportunity for it to happen. Yeah, but it's scaring me because, like, I think these are – I feel like some teams are figuring out, like, if RJ's not going for 25 a game – and you can lock him up well, we might get fucked because Armando, like I said, just doesn't want to, like, play basketball and grab rebounds and dunk the ball anymore. He just wants to, like, take fadeaways with two guys on him from I mean, 18 feet out. Elliot Cadeau has looked more Elliot aggressive Elliot the Cadeau, past few games. He has. He has. But still, like— It's another guy that you could toss in the mix. Maybe if they stop playing Cormac Ryan, you could get another scorer. That would also help. I was going to get to him. Cormac Ryan— Fucking sucks. Cut it. He is 25 years old. He should be working a 9-to-5 already. He should be working an actual job. But instead, he's still playing basketball and can still can't shoot over 30% from three. That's fucking ass. That dude sucks balls. It'd be one thing if you couldn't shoot over 30%, but when you're purely a shooter and, and you're, you're 25, in your just seven years into college. And you still can't do it? Why is I, he feel, I feel like it's just not coming to that point. I, he's exactly. It's not gonna. It's not gonna show up. And all the I've seen Carolina fans like, like 
air quotes loyal air uh, UNC fans, and they're like, well, oh, and they're on Instagram commenting like, if you're a real fan, you wouldn't be calling out these players. Like, no, I am a real fan. I'm calling out Cormac Ryan because he is single handedly losing us half of these games. Him and Armando Bacot are losing the are losing us these games. If Armando Bacot would just grab a fucking rebound that goes right in front of him and puts it back up, that's a that's a that's two more points for us. If Cormac Ryan doesn't take an awful three in the corner that hits the top of the damn backboard and then turn the ball over five times in the last two minutes, we probably also win that game. So it's like so like these two are terrible and we gotta start starting Seth Trimble. That dude is locks. I think he might be the best defensive player in college basketball right now. Seth Trimble, he who's I don't remember You got the best defensive player in college basketball on your team. You just don't ever play him. James Conquo? Yeah. We you, we were playing him, and then these last five games have been so close, we stopped. Well, you can't classify playing him in fucking blowout minutes as playing him. Like, yeah, he was seeing the court, but like... No, I'm not, saying, on, I'm not saying like blowout blows, but I'm saying like 10, 12-point games with like five minutes left. Like... These last games, but like early like, in the year, even whenever you were winning games, he wasn't doing anything. He's still like, playing. He no, he wasn't. He's still getting some nine. He's still no, getting he, some, he, he gets he, some burn every now and then. Get some burn every now and then. You he before December, you know how many minutes he logged? Zero. No, let's see. Um, before December, he played thirty, 30 a, total minutes. Ten. Ten total minutes before December. That's a that could be a minute a game. Wonder how many minutes he played in uh in in December? Eight. Exactly eight minutes. He played it in one game. When you guys won by forty-five, it yeah. was a blowout. And then against Syracuse, whenever you blew them out by forty, he played eight minutes. And then against Boston College, he played eight minutes. That was his only meaningful I don't minutes. Track his minutes. Why are you trying to make me sound like an idiot? I don't track his minutes. I don't know. I'm taking a troubleshoot. I'm just taking like okay, random. Because shot. you were like, oh, he's been playing. I'm like, no, he hasn't. I just, it was just to bring to prove my whole yeah, point that like I'm he's saying. a good player. You I, can, and I'm telling you, I don't track his minutes. I just know he's played at least three games that I've watched. He's he's basically what you're so missing like, in, in Armando Baycott, and that's hustle and someone that cares. But we also need size. Jim's a okay, a twig. Yeah, he, he's not he's not a twig. He's not very big. Well, he's just not tall. Armando Baycott's like, like six ten, two hundred and fifty. Okay, pounds. but like Okonkwo is six eight. He's just raw. Like yeah, he's not the best like he's offensive player. Big, but like we need like, size. He, he's gonna he's gonna bust his ass. Like he's going to pull down of like eight nine rebounds. He's gonna play damn good defense. Like because he can play on the perimeter and in the paint. Like he's just not refined offensively. No, like, we, if you give him the ball in the post, like exactly. you, you should have like a three second rule where it's like not like three no. seconds of the paint. He's got to get rid of the ball in three what seconds just, straight back out to somebody. What you just just explained is literally Jalen Washington sitting on the bench, and Jalen Washington is better than James Conquo. How? Jalen, you just you just said that Jalen Washington is James Conquo. Yeah, just better. In what sense? Literally everything. Literally, I'm saying what you just said is what Jalen Washington does, but he can score. Like, like we already have James Conquo, air quote, in Jalen Washington, but just better at all those things, but can also score the basketball, like. Armando needs to sit on the bench so he can get an awakening like, oh, I'm actually playing bad. Like, I could get benched and we start playing John Washington or we start playing them together so we can start guaranteeing rebounds because Armando Baycott can't grab rebounds anymore. Like, it's it's actually bad at this point. Never would have thought that that would have been said. Like, I don't – he went from averaging 15 a game like two years ago and him and Oscar Sheba are battling for the best big in, na- in the nation. Now Armando's grabbing like – he's still grabbing 10 a game because his first like three games he grabs like 18. And that's what I'm saying. Like, his first few games are insane. But like the last 
15, he hasn't done he can't he can't grab rebounds. He's getting like six or seven, which is not a bad number. But when you're just averaging 15 two years he's ago, he's grabbed at least 10 in the past four games each. Yeah. Okay. These last, but then before that, he he had one, two, three, four, yeah. five games in a row without less than ten. That's what I'm saying. Like I, yes, he's these yeah, last, he's kind of he's kind of streaky. He goes like four straight games with ten yeah, ten know. boards and then like six in a row where he's got like six. I know these last few games he's finally picked it up. That Duke game helped because like that energy like kind of brought him back. But still, we need him to like not be inconsistent. Like that's what I'm getting to. Like we're all we're getting too inconsistent at this point as a team like RJ can still get a lot of points he's shooting not like but his efficiency's not there Harrison Ingram will have two good games and like a bad game and then like one good game and like three bad games he's a little inconsistent Cormac Ryan's at he Cormac Ryan's consistently ass Jalen Washington just doesn't get the minutes Seth Trimble's been hurt he should be getting more minutes than Cormac. Armando Baycott, like you just said, with the rebounds is a little inconsistent. His scoring is inconsistent. You said Cormac Ryan can't shoot thirty percent from the three point line. What's he shooting? Thirty point four. Okay, that no, that no, he, no. <laughs> and he's shooting like ten of them a game. He's shooting six. <laughs> <laughs> for how bad they are, they count for hitting the top of the back. Where do they count as ten? He's terrible. <laughs> But no, we like Paxson Wojcik. He ke- or I don't even that guy. I don't even know his name. Like he, that's how bad he is. But he keeps getting time with Seth. He kept getting time with Seth Trumbull out. He's not very good. They call him a shooter. He couldn't shoot. But you mentioned Elliot Cadeau. Like oh, he could be a scorer. All he can do is like dribble and get to the line. Like get to the bucket and finish. Like he can't really shoot. And he's made like. Two or three threes in the, this whole the, this so far into this like calendar year. He's shooting twenty one percent from three. Yeah, he's made two or three threes this calendar year. So hopefully, like these last couple games have been like building his confidence. Like, oh, I can shoot, and he starts doing it a little more. But like it's three seven from three the past two games. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. These past two games, like I hope that's building his confidence. Okay, let me like start shooting. Hopefully, I can get better. Because we're going to need it. Because if RJ can't score, we're fucked in the tournament. Yeah, the last time that he made a three on Saturday the 10th against Miami, the last time he made a three before that like was uh, December 29th. You guys really? won that game by 45. He made one three. Yeah, he, like, they're in the Duke game. They left him open. Like, by they, they gave him, like, 10, like, not 10, probably, like, five feet of space. Fit, five feet of space. And sagged off to guard other players. And Elliot Cadeau just would not shoot the basketball. He took four threes that game. Didn't make any. I don't remember seeing any threes that game. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's not really the best whenever you've got a, a young dude that they're sagging off, giving him five to ten feet of space, and he's only shooting four threes a game. Like, it's wide open. I mean, you could – Yeah. Hypothetically, according to his stats, he shoots one more, he's going to make it. Shoots 20%, he only shot that four threes. True. The next one's got to go. That's true. But, no, we, like, hopefully Elliot Gado can get more consistent with his shooting, which I think, like – as a hopeful Carolina fan, I think he will. Cormac Ryan still sucks. Um, Jalen Washington needs more minutes. I like the only way we make a run is if Harrison Ingram plays a, at a consistent level of like twelve points, ten rebounds. Because that's like he he's very capable of getting that because he's a very good player. Seth Trimble can go out there. He can get like a nice six, but he needs to be locking up guys. RJ needs to be going for like at least 17 or 18 on decent efficiency and not just throwing up bad shots. Armando Baycott needs to be able to get at least 10 rebounds with like 10 points. That's all I'm asking of him at this point. I, and I think like they're all capable of doing all of those things at the same time. Cause they were doing it in our 10 game win streak. So it's like, 
at this like we kind of are gonna need that to make a run at March Madness because if we don't, if they don't do, if all of those guys don't do that thing, we won't win. Which this team is definitely capable of winning the turn, like winning the championship. By the way, I'm just gonna say that now. I agree. Like last year, I mentioned the UConn Cup. I bought a new UNC cup, so I'm relying on that this year. By the way, that's a shout out. Let's. I'm calling it now. A callback to last year. Callback to of the full year. What? That's crazy though. That's been a year already. Yeah, that's crazy. It's been pretty wild. The UConn Cup, legend of the UConn Cup. Uh, the other day we were sitting in our room, Cole and I were, and he says, "Hey, can you name the twelve teams?" That have been ranked all season. I had not seen this post already because he thought I did. I ripped off all 12 without getting a single guess wrong. It was pretty impressive. It was actually, I'm not going to lie, I for the next like 20 to 30 minutes, I was kind of like a little hesitant to believe him because I genuinely did think he saw it, but he didn't. I was actually pretty impressed. It's like one of the greatest like feats of trivia I've ever seen in my life. I won't lie because some of those teams on there were like, holy shit, like F.A. Because at that point, FAU hadn't been ra- had had been they, ranked all year, but they're on. They were like, now. yeah, they're not on rank now. Yeah, they are. I thought you asked me that on like Wednesday. I, no, I didn't. Or like Tuesday. It, it was you just asked me that during the week. They can't change on in the middle of the week. Got to wait until Monday. Oh, I was looking at the coaches' rankings earlier. That's what. That's why I saw that no. FAU fell. That's yeah, no, they're they're still in. They're like, they're like twenty four or something. They are, but yeah, no. FAU was kind of surprised. I thought you wouldn't get that. Um, who was the other one? I don't remember, but yeah, no. There's 12 of them, and you got all of them. I, don't, I, I was trying to rethink. Like, I was trying to think of it like yesterday. I, know, UNC, I was like, you and I was trying to remember all of them, and I couldn't. Uh, I was like, oh my gosh, like I, so you got to go like conference top, by. You, like, you go conference by conference. You could probably, like, you might be able to do it. Just go like, so like top seven. So will you go? Will you go Big 12? You got Houston, Kansas, and Baylor. Uh, you go Big 10. You've got uh, Purdue. Purdue. I think that's it. I, I, I that might be it. Uh, and then Is Zona in the Big 12 now? Are they still packed? No. Uh, Arizona. Oh wait, Arizona. Uh, sorry, I, I thought you said Zaga. No, Zona. Um, uh, no, they're Big Ten now, aren't they? No, they're Big Twelve. Zona's. I don't know if they're Big Twelve right now, but like, oh, I thought they're going. Okay. They're going but yeah, Twelve. Zona's one of them. They were Arizona was. Yeah. Huh. They've they've been ranked. Okay, yeah. so Arizona was the one that I couldn't think of the other day. Kentucky. So then, yeah. So you go SEC. You've got Kentucky. You've got um uh Tennessee. Ten- really? Tennessee yeah. Was one? I don't remember that. Um, if you go ACC, you've got Duke. UNC. You've got UNC. I think that's it. Um. Yeah, and then you got FAU. FAU, you've got UConn. UConn. And, and then Marquette. Marquette, that's right. Yep. Big East. Those are the 12, yeah. Yep. So I, I ripped those 12 off. I didn't get one wrong. And then he kept being like, Which is, there's, there's another obvious one left. And, and it was the craziest UConn one. UConn was the last one I, I named. The last two he named were Purdue and UConn, actually. I, not not Purdue. I'm pretty sure it was Purdue. It might have been I, Kansas, actually. No, it might have been Kansas. I think it was. It was two. Was, uh, it, was it like Tennessee? No, maybe it was, it was, the last two teams were UConn and then like another top five team. Because I was like, how the hell are these the last two teams? And you have already have FAU and like Baylor. I, well, Baylor's legit. They're consistent. They're solid, but like, consistent. I didn't, like, yeah, they are. But like, I didn't think they're that good this year anymore. But like, I don't know. It was, like, kind of, it was wild because he was like, like he, UConn being your last team just blows my mind. Just won the national championship, have been won like the last like eight weeks of the season. Don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was uh, I, I surprised myself honestly. I was kind of just like, "Holy shit!" Because I kept naming him. He was like, "Dude, what the hell? How did you just do that?" Like, because every time I'd say one, he was like, "Yeah, what the hell? How'd you just get that right? Another one? What the hell?" He was had him baffled. He did. He really did. Yeah. Well, I think it's uh, it's about that time. You know, what time I'm referring to. No. Time to see if you got any closing comments. 
no. That was a lot of deliberation to decide you had nothing else to say. Actually, yes. Duke sucks. Kansas sucks. UNC all the way. I'm calling that right now. All right. Well, we'll clip that in case it happens. But until then, Cole and I will catch you on the flippity flip.